Welcome to another episode of Crazy Train with Jocelyn St. Clair. I'm kind of in a wild mood these days. I think it's because it's Scorpio season. It's been pretty wild wrestling for XPW again. And I know a lot of you keep requesting all these different interviews after interview, and I just can't cram everything. But I do have my list of favorites. So one of these girls I met that wrestles for XPW is Mickey Knuckles. And it kind of, um, you don't meet that many girls that wrestle death matches. So I just kind of want to see what goes through the mind of a female deathmatch wrestler. Let's welcome to the show, Mickey Knuckles. I'm just happy you took the time to talk to me because I know you're like one of the busiest wrestlers, but of who, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I envy those people who just get to wrestle. I'd love to just get to wrestle, but unfortunately, I mean, I could do it if I was just single, but I'm not just single. I got other people relying on me. So I'm like, all right, I got to wrestle and then work these two jobs and take care of these three kids. So yeah, it's a lot, but I'm here. I'm getting old. That's all it is. Just getting old. I have lazy days. Like right now, just got out of the shower. I don't want to put any clothes on. Like that's just how this is going to be today. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a rough uh, weekend. I had to wrestle Dillinger on uh, Friday night up in Milwaukee. So I had to drive all the way up to Milwaukee. I left at six o'clock in the morning, still got stuck in Chicago traffic. I hate Chicago traffic. Oh my God. I was just in Chicago in September. I have to tell you what should take 20 minutes took like almost an hour. It was so excruciating. And then to leave and fly out, I just like stayed right by the airport because I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to get up two hours early for that. And you do work your ass off. (laughs) Well, I try. Well, I hope not. That's all I got is my ass. Come on now. Well, I went, when I saw you at XPW, you reminded me very much of Abby the Butcher. Then I see you in the middle of this crazy death match. You're out by the ring and some guy's like giving you a drink. It's like you people, like fans listening, fans will come to these shows. You people are fucking sick. You are sick. You are sicker than any groomer out there. You are sicker than any other fucking pedophile out there. You are sick in the goddamn mind. And that yes. is the truth. Thank you. Yes. So someone agrees with me. You're not sick. You're not, you're not, you're not like a pedophile. I won't compare. You have to be. You. you have to be. But what you have to be insane? What drives huh? like what drives you to do this? When did you become a wrestling fan and then an actual wrestler like where you are now? Um hold on. Uh when I was little, my mom, she worked on the ambulance. She's a single mom, and she would pull a lot of doubles. And sometimes even triples where she, we wouldn't see her for days at a time because she'd be gone work on ambulance. So a lot of the housework fell on us and we didn't have time throughout the week to watch TV. We would only get to pick one hour, a, a television show for like an hour or something. We can watch one day of the weekend. That's it. Uh, we had a whole bunch of land that we own. Um, at one point in time, we were kenneling dogs for the police department and, uh, kindling the hunting dogs that they used in local areas. So we had the big pins up off the ground and the dogs would just circle around in the, in the kennels and stuff. And we'd have to take, like I had 36 dogs one time that was all my responsibility to take. Cause I was the middle child. My older sister took care of other chores. My younger sister pretty much got away with nothing, but it was what it was, but I would always choose to watch wrestling on Sunday mornings. And my mom despised wrestling, but I, I don't know what it was about it. I just absolutely loved it. And then my sister 
started dating this guy that was training to be a wrestler who was trying to show how awesome he was. And he uh, come to find out years later, he, he was a, a local guy that only went 15 miles from home, but he thought he was like a big time. Like I laugh about it now, uh, but he took us to the Louisville gardens. And I remember watching, watching Miss Texas, Jackie, and she come down to the ring. And the next thing you know, they, they played down or uh, downtown Bruno came down to the ring, got everybody mad at him. They played uh, Jackie's music and Jackie started coming down to the ring. And I was waiting. I was like, wait a minute. Are they going to let Jackie beat up this dude? And sure enough, she whooped the hell out of him. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. It was just awesome. It felt empowering. There was something about a woman beating the shit out of a man who just ran his mouth and pissed everybody off. It was like, hell yeah. Like, there's a hero and it's a female. And then, you know, my mom got sick with cancer. And she was terminal. She had stomach cancer. And... It went from taking care of the house to taking care of her. She they they gave her two years. She lasted three and a half. She she was just stubborn. I don't know where I got it from. Um, but uh, when she died, we we kind of got bounced around from home to home until we finally ended up living with my older sister, and she had a um, she had a uh, a boyfriend who did backyard wrestling. And would rent out a wrestling ring down in Charlestown, Indiana with him and his buddies. And I was the only girl. I was the littlest one out of everybody. Not even as big as I am. Um, but I, I didn't used to be this. Uh, but I was, you know, the littlest one. And they would throw me around and put me through things. And it just so happened that this took place at IWA. And, you know, the company is based around a mix between hard hitting, high flying and hardcore. And the promoter's wife saw mm -hmm. me and she's like, you know what? You should talk to my husband about training. And I was a week away from turning 18. My birthday was two weeks after graduate or two weeks before high school graduation. And they were like, when you turn 18, you come train. And then I opened my big fat mouth. and was like, okay, well, if I train, I want to train like a boy. You should beat the hell out of me. And that's just kind of how it started. I realized very young, very early in, I had a really high, I got my ass whooped by my mama a lot. Like there, I, I, there's, I was a middle child. I was named after my dad. She despised my dad. So there's a lot of times I just, I got my ass beat. I remember one time I was sitting there doing dishes because there was a piece of food left on one of the dishes. Like she just went crazy and pulled out every dish and made me wash every dish. And if I said no, or she would just smack the hell upside of head. I was like, okay, mom, I'll do them. Uh, and I think it kind of developed from that because she was raised like that. She was from a Catholic family. Uh, so just, I think it was just the culmination of a lot of different things and an opportunity that allowed me to do what I do and how I do it. I am crazy. We're all crazy. We all got issues. Well, I'm yeah. sure I got severe issues. I know of quite a few, but at the same time, why not take our crazy and make other people entertained out of it? You know, it just seems yeah. like a perfect fit. Well, yeah, I mean, you're an XP. We're all crazy. We go there. You know, we do mm -hmm. things, we watch things, but it's good, crazy. You know, we're all, you've got to be passionate about something in life. You have to have like some, I, I admire a lot of what you're saying. And I feel as though like, especially with the youth today, Yeah, I mean, they're in, excuse me, they're in fucking pajamas. They have no discipline <laughs> to fucking want to work for anything. Like they come out no. here with no fucking purpose in life. 
So no yep. matter what your purpose is, yours is wrestling and it's good. I mean, you're like Abby, the butcher. And that the first time I met Abby was at, um, was for when I worked for Ian Rotten, oddly enough, I don't know if yeah. you were that, if you worked on that show, but I Drake worked with me on that show. Drake Wirtz. Uh, he mm -hmm. didn't did work on the show. He was a fan. Oh, I was there. You don't remember me, but I was there. I was training at the time. Was I, I nice believe. to you? Because yeah, me and Drake came up together. I have a Drake Polaroid. Come, huh? Do you have a Polaroid? Drake has the Polaroid with me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when when you came down and Drake was there, me and Drake, when I first started training, the Indianapolis crew would come down and it would be the Kentucky crew training with the Indianapolis crew because Kickboxer was there. And so we would all just train together. And, and I worked out with Drake and Scotty and OMG a lot. And Dustin, there was a guy named Die Hard Dustin in the mix. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was there. I think I was training at the time. So I probably was either doing security, sound or something. I always did something. I was told to do something, take care of something. So I did. But, you know, Greenhorns, that's what you're supposed to do. Supposed to. Well, um, you did a lot. I mean, back then, you still do. Yeah. It's all for a greater cause. Everybody seems to have fun. It's 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 a way for me to vent without having to cause myself to be depressed and vent. Does that make sense? No, the, whole, no. the way the world is today, we got to find in, like entertainment somewhere. Like Tracy's mother said, we got to entertain ourselves one way or another. I do things because I think they're funny. And as a deathmatch wrestling fan myself, you know, I do things that I think, you know, is is impress I try to be impressive. I don't know if I always am. If nothing else, I'm very crude. I'm I'm the I'm like the Aunt Mickey you invite to the barbecue and everybody is is blushing and deep down going, Jesus, she has no filter, but I'm a good time. <laughs> and I try to be anyways. No, so. I know you are. I mean you're there in the ring like kicking ass and there's some guy there with his mullet like handing you a drink. It's like look it's like, when's the next one going to ask you? I'm just waiting for that one jackass to ask you on a date or to put his hand over the fucking barricade and touch you. Like, I, I do want to be there. Ring it's happened. I'm just waiting for that. It's I, happened. Oh, well, what it's happened? happened? But here's the thing. Okay. So I don't take anything personally. I really don't. The, yeah. the thing about the, the character I portray, one, I'm pretty much half naked, if not less than half naked. Wrestling in death mat, like barbed wire, light tubes, glass, you know, nails, everything. And I do that for a reason because some people it makes highly uncomfortable and it's meant to make them uncomfortable. Other people are oddly aroused. I have so many weirdos like and I, and I appreciate my weirdos, but there's something about getting that 2 a.m. text and somebody's like, I just want you to beat the shit out of me. I just want you to kick me in the dick and call me names. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, happy for you. Yeah. Um, cool. No, I just want you to walk on my face in high heels. I said, bro, you think, you know how big I am? Like I can take it. I'm like, Holy shit. Okay. All right. I mess with some of them. I'm not, gonna lie. come on. It's you, you know how it is. You're like, Oh really? What else do you want? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The whole thing is, this is the question you got to do now. How much what? you're paying me and get that 50% deposit. <laughs> if you need a pimp, I am available. I will pimp you back. <laughs> You are over 18. I'm not trafficking. I am. I am way over 18. Well, there you go. Well, Which I will be because when I was that young, I never got it because I never tried. I, I, <laughs> I never wore me. I hated makeup. Rain hated because she would show up at a show and I'd be no makeup and just rest. And she'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't like putting it on. I sweat it off anyways. She's like, that's not the point. 
she's bitch me out. Now I wear makeup because I get it. it. It's something to overemphasize your character. But I was very homely. I'm still very homely. Um, no makeup, plain clothes, just went out there and I was just happy to be like Drake. I'm just happy to be there. Just happy to be here, man. Yeah. I didn't see I myself no different from the boys. Actually, you know, you could probably kick a lot of guys' butts. And did you ever think women's wrestling would get like this today where the women are doing the death matches? Because you girls are brutal. I have to say, like, you girls are setting this whole precedent that I know we will never see at the WWE. Unless you're there, obviously, if they're that smart. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm I'm their their cup of tea. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And I get not being on a national because what I do it you can't appeal to well, I can't say that because I just wrestled a show last night where they were like, Mickey, the ratings PG thirteen. I was like, Okay. They're like, No, Mickey, we're telling you strict PG I said, I got you. But the worst word I could say is bitch. I got it. They were so I grabbed the microphone and they were freaking out because I am very over the top with that. I go very, very far to the corner on that. I grabbed the microphone and I was the, I was the heel. So I love, I love being heel. So much fun. And these kids, they all had kids in the crowd and moms and stuff. And the kids were yelling at me and I grabbed the microphone and called them out and that the ring announcer stupid. Cause he couldn't get my entrance right. And started announcing myself, of course. And then I said, and I swear to God, there's more, there's more ugly kids in this area than any area I've ever been to. And they all started yelling at me. I said, you need to tell your mom to learn to swallow her apple juice. And they all, every kid just looked at their mom. Like, what is she talking about? And you saw the look on the mom's face. Like, bitch, I got to explain this. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> no, you know, you did nothing wrong. Cause I mean, yep. of course, like I got worked up on my own. Drake knows when I get, he, Drake was a guest on my other show, but I get super, super worked up and I've been around this all weekend. So when you're saying this, you got to explain to your kid. People also got to explain to their kid other things these days. So I won't go there, but you get what I'm saying. So that's nothing in the grand scheme of things. That is yeah. absolutely nothing. And, you know, I respect what you do, but what's your. Actual I almost got kicked out of Kentucky for calling somebody a kumquat. A I had to explain it. Fruit. Yeah. The guy that was running the Kentucky Athletic Commission called me up on a Sunday. And I just wrestled a show in Kentucky. And he said, Mickey, what did I tell you about cursing on the microphone? I said, I didn't curse. He said, yes, you did. You cursed when you were cutting a, a promo against somebody. I was like, what did I say? I was like, maybe if it slipped out, I, but I promised you I was very good. And he said, you said kumquat. And I went, isn't that a fruit or a vegetable? It is. And he was like, okay, have a good weekend. I was like, okay, I'll be expecting at the next show to drug test me now. Cause he always did that crap. He got, he, uh, somebody got a rumor out there. I was pregnant. He called me, didn't even ask me if it was true and told me my license was suspended. I was like, what the, what if it was an angle? You didn't even ask me like it wasn't, but just to go ahead and be like, all right, well, I heard you're pregnant. So license suspended. Like, what? Oh my God. Is this guy such a moron? You're going to believe everything. So if I told you my stuffed toy cat was getting sexually harassed by someone, would you believe that you got this guy's phone number? Like, I just want to call him. No, they, they end up getting rid of him in the state of Kentucky. Good. Apparently it was a big to do. And now there's another guy that's running the athletic commission and he's a real good guy and it's being ran like it should have been ran. That's um, you know what say? Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What's but I don't sign? ever want to be in charge of nothing. <laughs> What's your sign, by the way? My what? Your sign. Are you like a Scorpio as well? Or I'm a Taurus. Okay. It's just, it's almost, you know, I'm a, I, I yeah. get the whole thing with the no filter, but 
So with the whole thing with wrestling, did you ever see it getting to this for women? Um, you know, where it is now with the death matches? Because this is like, I know I'm so like fascinated by it. It's crazy. Like when I started it, it was very rare. LaFisto was doing it up in Canada and a little bit at CZW. So I wasn't like the first girl to do it. Like, but I'm the first American. Well, no, there was Delilah Starr too. Remember the old, the older lady that worked for Ian, Delilah Starr, and they just beat the hell out of her. And she had like six kids naturally. She was a, she was a like a down country girl. Like, holy crap, that woman could take some abuse. Little be old broad. Anyways, um, but I really wanted the whole, the whole stigma of a girl doing a death match willingly and compete on competition with another guy. And I learned like wrestling fans aren't dumb. There's not a believability that certain you can't expect girls to be able to out outdo certain things against guys. Like I'm not going to wrestle a guy who obviously is Jack to the nines and everything else and pretend like he's not going to probably beat the fuck out of me. But that's not my story to tell. My, I'll hit his back as just as much as I can, but you're going to probably wear me down. Um, I'm just resilient. I'm just like that Homer Simpson where I could take abuse and yeah, it fucking sucks. But eventually I'm going to get up. And if you can't keep me down, then like, you could ask several guys. But yeah. I don't, it's, it's all about not em embarrassing the opponent and making yourself and the opponent look better. And I try to do that. Like, I really do. I, I never want somebody to wrestle me and be like, damn, that was a crappy match. And so I really had to fight hard just to be able to do a death match, even though I was trained by a company that mostly promoted death matches. And I was told absolutely not. I wasn't doing it. He wasn't going to allow it, blah, blah, blah. And it took Pondo. It took Madman Pondo being like, why can't she do it? We see girls in Japan doing it. What's wrong with her doing it? If she wants to do it, fuck, she knows what she's getting. I would put up the barbed wire uh, ropes all the time. I'd make the bar, like the weapons and everything. You know how it was. If I'm okay with handling it and I know it's sharp and I know it pokes and I know it hurts and this, that, the other, and I'm still wanting to do it, is over the age 18, isn't that really on me to be able to, to judge that? And so I had to wrestle my first match with Ian as like a rite of passage and yeah. he broke a the one of the first open spots he golf swing or a baseball swing to water jug bat right in my face and broke it and i don't remember like the next two minutes after that match but i remember like i came to you in the middle of the match and i was like okay well i'm not dead and i see him come at me and started fighting back so yeah well have you but ever had like that holy shit moment where you just like okay is this it or am I going to be okay? In death matches? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I've had I've had really bad ones in wrestling. Like when I broke my leg, mm -hmm. that scared the shit out of me. And then uh, my back, like a regular match, I, I hurt my back with mischief. She went to do the, the, the Frankensteiner. And when she did it, my foot got, because we were on the... Uh, the canvas was rolling. So my foot got tangled up in the canvas. So my body didn't go naturally back. And when it happened, it was like she, she cracked me in like in two. Um, and then my back was hurt and I had to wrestle her again. That's how I got my uh, TNA job. I wrestled her the next day, still hurt. I taped up my midsection 
and told her, I was like, look, can we just work my midsection? Don't touch my back, please. And then she forgot and put me in that submission where she bends you over backwards over her knee and puts her hand on your chin. And I'm, I'm, sh- I'm saying her shoot name as I'm, I'm yelling at her because tears are rolling up my forehead. And I was like, what the fuck, Rachel? And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and so when I got in the back, I laid down and my, my back was on the, uh, on the concrete because it was so fucking cold. And I was trying to get it to stop hurting. And then Terry Taylor like walked right over the headlight. He's like, so what's hurt? And I was like, my back, I'm okay. And he's like, well, at least you're going home. I was like, well, no, I got to go and set up a ring tomorrow for Ian. And he's like, so you still worked hurt? And I was like, well, I took the booking. Why wouldn't I work hurt? I was raised a little differently. And so I got my job on TNA like that. But I think the biggest fucked moment I've ever had in a death match. You know what? <laughs> There's been a couple of times I've got some scalps on my scar. Uh, scars right here on my scalp mm-hmm. where there's been a couple of chair shots and there was this barbed wire chair shot I got from Ian because he was notorious for fucking chair shot. And I, re- I was one of those that I was raised in the area where like, you put your hands up your pussy, you put your hands up your pussy. And I was determined that I was not going to be seen as a pussy. And I was like, all right, I ain't putting my hands up. And so I didn't put it up. But when he hit the lip and the barbed wire stem got stuck in my scalp back here. I got a big scar like from here to here. It's about that long. But the barbed wire got stuck in my scalp and the lip hit right here and ripped the skin. So like I've got that large, it was almost scalped me. And I remember not being able to feel my legs because on, on the, on the camera, you see my legs kind of like wobble, like doing the, the mix in, in and out. And I thought, I, I thought maybe I'd be fucked then. Um, I had to, I, cause I, obviously I'm not going to remember the next thing. I, I went into a haze. It was almost dreamlike. It's, it's not being knocked out unconscious. It was like you had a, you were living inside of a dream during that, that time frame, and you don't know where you are, but you know, you're somewhere and you know, you're laying down. And I think I saw dancing bananas. If I'm being honest, like there was like a little, little cartoon thing I saw while it was so fucking weird. When I came to you, I felt like I really wanted to throw the fuck up. And then when I set up everything, it was like I was so fucking drunk that Ed, the room was spinning. You know that feeling where you lay down and the room is constantly spinning and you, oh, you're, yeah. you're grabbing onto the sheets to make sure you step. I've been there so many times. Yeah, no. Um, I was worried about that one. Well, do you kids know? Know that, for the most part, I haven't really been hurt with death matches. Do you kids know what you like, do? I get scars and cuts and stuff, but. but well, yeah, cuts are good. Do your kids have any, like, how, do, you, do your kids know what mommy does for a living? Have they been to shows? Are you serious? So, like, what are they, are they scared? No, 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 okay. no. So how they got introduced to it, I really fought to let them know. They they would see cuts, but I would, ha- I set them down. Like I talked to, I put them in therapy for the, I was going through a divorce. I went into therapy anyways. And I knew I needed to get back to work because I'm a single mom. That's That's what we got to do. And I knew that I at least made money doing death matches where I could do that a couple times a month and be away from them and not have to never see them because I'm going to have to get a, a third job just to, just to manage. 
And I pulled them aside. I set them down. I said, "Do you?" Because they saw me regular wrestle after they were they were born. I really didn't do a lot of death matches. And they were like, "Mommy, when are you going back to wrestling?" I said, "Well, that's what I need to talk to you about. I, I really need to go back um, to make extra money. And sometimes y'all be able to go with me, but sometimes you're not going to be able to go with me." And they were like, "Why?" I said, "Because it's going to be more of a extreme match." And they were like, "Are you going to be okay?" And I was like, "Well, yeah. Um, mommy, mommy's decent at her job. You know, I'll be okay." I'm not going to, I'm not going to get so hurt that I, you know, I don't come back here or anything. Um, and then they were like, can we watch? And I said, I'd rather you not, cause I don't want you to be scared. And I did this for about a year and a half. And then my six year old who is such an amazing kid, like he, he scored off the map charts and everything. He's got such a great personality. I love him to death. I love him all, but he, he, uh, snuck and watched. I was wrestling Sadika on IWTV. And the people like he stayed behind with my family members and they were watching it in her room in my sister's bedroom. And he snuck in and watched it. And when I got home, he said, mommy, why did that girl in the mask beat you up and throw light tubes at you? And I said, buddy, sometimes it happens. I was like, are you okay? I said, mommy's okay. He said, yeah, I know, but you should have kicked her in the ding ding. I went, fair enough. I I apologize. He's like, I want to go. And I'm like, I don't know, buddy. And he kept on and kept on and kept on. And I kept telling him no. And then I asked the therapist and she's like, as long as you explain it in certain ways, does his age liking and you let him know that it's, you know, it's a safeguard, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. And he went to one show live with me. I try not to take him because I, I can't really getting people to be there that I trust. Cause I don't trust anybody with my kids at all. I don't blame it's you. really hard. And so I don't want to have to be constantly worry about them with like being out there. if They're not being, you know, guided and directed correctly. Cause you know how wrestling fan wrestling fans can be. Um, for example, they went to one show and I don't. Okay. So the outfit I wear, I don't really wear. I have booty shorts that is still kind of, but it's not as bad as I do for all the other shows. And they were like, mom, mom. And I said, what? They said, your butt was out there. I said, honey, who'd you think you got your big butt from? (laughs) But still, I said, baby, ain't no pair of shorts going to fit me right where my butt ain't out there. She's like, all right, fine. And then she said, if she went to school and they tell their friends all the time, my mom's a wrestler. She does death. She has axes. And they'll Google stuff and go on Google with their friends at school. And I'm like, please stop doing that because the teachers are starting to look at me weird. And I'm like, look, it's just another job. I promise you, I'm not like, it's a whole different person. I get it. It's a little strange, but it's what we do. And um, (laughs) I have one teacher tell me, she's like, I don't want to make you mad. And I was like, oh, you can't never make me mad. Uh, She's like, yeah, but your daughter showed me a a little snippet. She's a meme of you putting somebody's head through a TV. And I went, and then they show everybody the Jerry Springer episodes. Oh my God. What was that yeah. like? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Like they're like, mom, you've really cheated on a guy that went to Iraq. And I was like, seriously, seriously, you watched it. She's like, I said, I told you not to watch it without me so I can explain. And she's like, no, mom, no, you're a jerk. And I was like, oh my God. It's Springer <laughs> for crying out loud. It's trash <sighs> TV. You know, I was like, baby, we, we did what we were supposed to do. 
Well, that's how you explain from. They try to explain like mommy. They understand it better now because of everything with wrestling. They see mommy's a different person. But the funny thing is, is you know, everybody says I have a happy face and then a Mickey face. Like you could tell when I get like I just snap. I get it from my mom. She was she was psycho. Um, but it just snapped. The thing is, is my kids because I don't spank my kids. I don't. I I try to talk to them and explain to them. I'm I'm very patient with them. I wouldn't have been years ago, so I'm happy I had them later in life. Um, but I never spank my kids. So when I tell them, you better stop it, I'm gonna beat your ass. And they're like, <laughs> All right, mom. All right, we'll stop. But we'll, we're gonna go over here. It'll be all right. It's the Damn. face. I said, yeah. Do you know I got grown ass men that, that are afraid of me? And she's yeah. like, Yeah, but they're not your kids. I was like, Fair enough. Yeah. it's scary that they're grown men that are afraid of you. And I get it. I mean, you, you do have a strong personality. There are guys that are five times my size that have been scared fucking shitless of me. Cause and you're very, you're very vocal. You're oh, very, yeah. out, I'm out, very vocal. vocal. That's how I vent. Like you do your death matches. I vent when I get into these whole like political things and then I, I stay up all okay. night. I cannot fucking sleep. And then I just go, finally I go to sleep. Then when I get triggered in the morning, it goes on and on until like it just lowers down. But that is how I vent. And, you know, I'll probably get into speaking and stuff like that at events like sooner than later. But wrestling is always, you know, it's it's a passion. You know, my mom Mm -hmm. saw me on Springer and she tried to confront me. This is years ago, right? When Springer was cool. It was (laughs) awesome. I'm like, well, I, that wasn't me. She's like, it was you. I'm like, well, I was someone. Oh, it was, I was pretending to be this character. That's what it really is. But that's, I was paid to say that. Yeah, right. Okay, come on. But yeah, you must get concerned. It's reality TV. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's real. Now, <laughs> now, I didn't know this. And I don't know if you know this. Yeah. Certain things, like there are certain, when I talked to the producer, mm. she said, there are certain criteria that has to be met for certain stories. And I said, okay, what do you mean? They said, if people are having sex and they're related, they have to prove they're related. So I was on a show with two or with three cousins that were having a a love triangle. And, and I was in the room with the two girls while everybody's doing makeup and stuff. And I'm pretty sure that one was real on that show, the whole love triangle. And I'm like, y'all are, are, fir- are, are your second cousins, right? Third, you know, no, first cousins. And I went, where are y'all from? Kentucky. Every time. Every fucking time. Every time I tell people I live in Louisville, Kentucky, they're like, oh, oh, we're sorry. I'm like, no, I ain't even like that. I promise you. Not with me, anyway. No, no, no. I live, I live in the I live in the ghetto part of Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> there is nothing hickey going on here. <laughs> well, look, I lived in Europe for a while, and when I was in Scandinavia, I was in Iceland briefly, right? So in Iceland, they have a dating app that you could put someone's name in there to make sure you're not dating someone that's your relative. I'm not Icelandic, but um, people that are Icelandic, it's a small, it's a, it's not a huge population there. Well, so there's a chance. <laughs> I I remember watching a movie and they kind of made fun of that, mm-hmm. but that makes sense. Um, what was it? It was on Netflix for the longest time. I, f- I fucking love them. Euro Eurovision. Uh, Eurovision. So that was um. So Eurovision. It's a musical competition yearly in Europe, 
Well, this was a movie yeah. on Netflix about it that kind of made fun oh, of the that fact one, yes. they said that yeah, the guy, the dad fathered most of the kids on there, and yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And then he married the one woman he never had sex with. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. It's anyway. true though. It's true. <laughs> it like, even small true. places like Norway is as big as the state of Virginia, and you know a lot of people there. They are I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I'm not related to these people, so that's fine by me. But that's it's a whole other thing. And like with you, do you have T-shirts at all? Has like who's a pro natural wife? You have you do have a T-shirt. I have several. Are uh, people buying your shirt? Sozawa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, Sozawa made a T-shirt for me, made a design for me. It was really nice. Um, I've got that on there. I've got about six, seven designs right now on Deathmatch Worldwide and uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Good. I'm glad someone's making like merchandise of you because I want to see you have like your best life ever that you want. And, you know, to Aww, be financial, no, I really mean that to be financially off because I think a lot of fans you know there, women who do that for women. I think that's awesome. No, I do mean that. I honestly mean that. I honestly mean that because I'm one of these people like with Necro Butcher, I got mad. He doesn't have a T-shirt. So I've contacted pro wrestling tees and you know he what about everything him, out there. Hmm? He's he's such <laughs> he's just such a simple man that no, but still he used to rest. He used to I know, but he used to come in and wrestle shows and and just sleep, you know, on my couch or and he you know deserved more. He he's always deserved more. People like that's always deserved more. Gypsy Joe, you know, those guys that just fucking I got punched by Necro many years ago. Ouch. I did. My first ever bar fight was with Necro, and I asked him, "Is it is it okay if sometimes he's like, as long as you tell, give me credit?" I was like, "Always, absolutely." Like I hope in Tournament of Death, I actually get to wrestle him. Who Necro? Yeah, Tournament of Death. Yeah, I sent him a gift in the mail the other day, a book. But um, I just yeah, I like to see people who give as much wrestling like you do, and you're a woman too. You're a single mom, so like yeah. you guys out there to come to these shows, get your fucking wallet out. Stop being a cheap freaking jabroni and buy the merchandise because that is appreciation. That shows that you're helping. Me, so that whatever you empowerment. Say. It's true. Just buy the stuff. Buy your drink. Um, and if you're going to propose to her for these weird fantasies, Thank you come you. to me because I will tell you how much it is. <laughs> I'm such a horrible pimp. I will not even take a commission. You know, Nicole Bass used to do the wrestling, the apartment wrestling, but it was different what she was doing, way different. This is just some freaky ass motherfuckers out there that are coming to you, you know? No, I've done customs. Oh, I've okay, done customs. Well, that, good, good, because that is I what know. the money is. Make sure you're charging a lot. Make sure, because red equals green in my eyes. Yes. Death matches mean money. And what's your ultimate goal at the end of the day with everything besides coming home well and in one piece? What is your, like, what are your goals eventually? Like when I started, when I started doing all this, started doing deathmatch, especially in the last three years, because like you and I both talked about it. I went through it. I went through the nasty marriage for eight years and ended up quitting because the other guy was, was salty about it. He, he didn't like, I think he was mad at me because I would show up places and people like, Hey, Mickey, I didn't know you were going to be here. Do you feel like doing something today? I'm like, sure. It's extra money. Right. Why not? And everything's going to the same household, but he he just was not happy about it and very not supportive. And 
and one of those that thought that he deserved a lot more than what he was willing to work for. And it took eight years to get out of that. And then I just thought, I was like, I've spent so much of my life under other people's thumb and being made to feel bad because I have no filter and I'm not a normal, like I'm not a little girl. I've tried to be a little girl. I don't know what's wrong. Like they've ran thyroid test problems on me and everything else. I really don't eat that. Um, and I'm on, I've got PTSD because of the shit that's happened, like real bad PTSD. Um, I've been taking this medicine for it. It's been helping a lot. And I feel a little bit better. So I feel like, I figure like everything, a culmination. And then my divorce was finalized recently. So that was cool. Um, I, that was a sense of freedom right there. It was like, oh, okay. I don't have that, that, that weighing on my shoulder. I still got some things to take care of though. Um, I think it's made a whole new creature in the last three years. I don't think I've ever felt like this doing, doing matches. And I think that it kind of shows and people can kind of connect with that. And I'm hoping that one day if a little girl or somebody that's just different wants to try to do something that people tell them you shouldn't do and you can't do because of whatever reason, that it's a little bit of an easier path. And then maybe someday that there's no aggression towards it where it's gotten at now. I was always hopeful that it would get here uh, to make it a little easier for, because there are some people out there, some girls out there that want it just as bad as the guys and we're women. Naturally, you got to admit women are vindictive as fuck. Like you don't, when you read Florida man columns, there's also Florida woman columns. And I'm pretty sure I've seen more Florida woman does something to his dick and balls because she gets mad at him for not taking her to Shoney's. And I'm like, holy shit, we are just a vindictive. We will wait. We wait. We play the long game. You could beat us down. You could hurt us. We could take a lot of shit. But at the end of the day, you're going to put push some females too far and they're going to do something crazy like that. Um, and that's what I've always tried to pitch in wrestling. It's not about your size. Anybody can have anybody's number. Just because I, I start a match I doesn't mean I'm going to win it. But it's going to mean that I'm going to try like my damnedest to get there. And it's just a fun time now. It's not a, it's, there's no pressure on wrestling now for me, um, except for to have fun because of everything else I went through. I, I started back with this plus because I didn't want to be bitter towards it because it can be bitter, you know, to where, you know, I've been in it for quite a while. And one person brought it to me, they're like, well, aren't you mad because all these other girls are, are getting all this recognition? You're not. I said, no, because if you think about it, those girls who get recognition in some form or fashion, they've always publicly addressed even, or even told me that thanks. And I feel like part of that. And it's just, like I said, it's, it's a great time. And my daughter sees it. So it's a good role model for her. My son sees somebody that's strong and, and desperate to be like, not desperate, but independent to where, no matter what she has to do, she will take care of him. And he, I hope he looks for somebody that will always be like that towards their children. And so I'm trying to be the person that they deserve for both of my sons and my daughter. At the same time, I'm trying to be the person I deserve and experience each and every match to the fullest because 
I'm, you know, we're, we're not all getting younger. Well, nobody gets younger. We all get older and bodies don't hold up forever, but I don't know. I'm pretty stubborn. Like my mom, I guess. You're stubborn. Yeah. I'm stubborn. stubborn. Like my well, my mom was Italian. Oh, okay. I'm that Irish, Italian, sense. and Native American Indian. So, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. It's it good scary. That's, that explains so much. <laughs> but I but, yeah. admire it. Everything you're yeah. doing. And, you you know, you, you have the same attitude like Viva Van, and you're just happy to be doing what you're doing and enjoying the journey. And that's what it's about. Because when you start getting bitter and shit, it shows. And when you start getting like, desperate, people smell that, like, desperation and hatred. And... And if it makes you feel any better, my ex-husband, he dicked me over pretty bad. He's living in his parents' basement in Seattle. So <laughs> eventually this comes back to people somehow. And it comes back hard. And you can't fuck people over, guys, especially women, because we will fuck you. We will come for you. We will come after you. We will could Lorena Bob at you and get away with it. <laughs> she was not guilty. You know? Oh, yeah. we'd, be, we'd look good for no guilty pleas in that. But... <laughs> I admire we, your we message. We would, yeah, we could. We could do it. We could be Thelma and Louise. Hell yeah. I'll hold your hand. We'll fucking fly <laughs> over that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time for you. And you could tell you're having a good time in the ring, especially the last show. The three of you girls were having drinks and saluting oh, each yeah. other. And that's the difference between women that are actually working and liking what they're doing. As opposed to some bitch that comes off from Puff Enough or like casting networks that does that. Because that is not the right, that is someone does not have the right makeup or fabric of someone who wants to be there and in it for the long haul you are you know you people are warriors the three you once you wrestle death matches and you have kids which is important so i'm going to plug everything like type it out because that's what i like doing i appreciate it i I know i want to i want you to do well Well, i have an idea and i'll tell you it's going to be a surprise for everybody else but i'll tell you when we get done okay Okay, so it'll be a surprise but i have an idea and i'm gonna make Christmas gift baskets from Aunt Mickey. Okay. Get me I was, I was driving me. home last night from South Bend, Indiana. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, you know, Christmas is coming up. And th- what would Aunt Mickey give to people? Like, what would an Aunt Mickey give to her nieces and nephews? You know what? I've got the I've got the best ensemble. So I'm gonna have a gift gift basket. So that's gonna be fun. It's definitely going to be a 21 and over gift basket. <laughs> no offense, youngins. I'll make something for, for little, littler fans. But there was this one girl last night. I, I was healing out, beating the hell out of this poor girl I was wrestling. Because, you know, sometimes you meet a girl and you just got to beat the hell out of her. All in good fun. Um, yeah. Misha. <laughs> it, it's, it's not to beat the hell out of her to hurt her. It's to beat the hell out of her to build her up. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you just got way lazy <laughs> anyway and there's this one little girl in the crowd and she's like yeah Mickey yeah I was like what and she's like please don't hate on me I love you and I was like oh no everybody else is stupid you get it Santa's getting you nothing for Christmas and Mickey's got you I was like I'll buy you something she's like yeah and all the little kids around her is like you suck and she's like Mickey's gonna hurt you and I was like oh god <laughs> She was so cute. So I think I'm going to get for those bad little kids something like like a stocking of coal or something. Oh, yeah, you, oh, you know what? I have the perfect idea. 
I'll tell you about that next. Okay. And yeah, then I'll have sure. a kid one. I got you. All I right. can't wait. No, that's, I, I love it. I love it. This is like, I, I just love thought that. I'm going to do that too. Okay. Passion. It's going. So I want you to throw out your handles to people and I want you people to buy things because you're supporting a good cause. You're supporting a single mom that is putting her body out there on the line for you sick fucking people. You sick, you, Y'all are you sick, sick sickies that are watching this. I've got so many it. scars from gusset plates in my ass just because yeah. it's out in my boot because my boobs. Sometimes I have accidents. You know, the boob falls out on one mm. of those type of shows. You know what? You're welcome. Glue That's stick. Glues them in. Glue stick is what I've always used as glue stick. You know what? I tr- I think, okay. Regular I don't glue. know if it's because of I'll talk to you about that. Yeah, you're too. sweating more is what it is. And then I might be under mm-hmm. hot lights sweating, but you well, are. I also more. spray myself down with water a lot. That's what you're, that's what's. Oh, it's it. all the moisture. So that's why, like, cause I've done the double sided tape and I've done the, the glue stick. I've done the hairspray. I've done, what else did I do? What was the, oh, I did the, uh, I did duct tape. That didn't work out. That did not work out at all. And it was a painful insult. Like asshole. Because in the middle of the match, something happened and it just went rip. And I was like, oh, okay. So no, it didn't stay at all. It got caught by the barbed wire and snapped. And when it did it, like, because it was duct tape down. Imagine duct tape across your nipple. No, it's okay. I'll pass. Yeah. And that was somebody else's idea. And I was like, dude, I don't know what to do. And they were like, dude, do this. We can't have any accidents. I was like, it's not my, I don't know how to explain it. They just, they want to be free. They're like, fuck it. It was a guy that told you that. That's the explanation right there. They didn't know. No, it was another girl. Oh, no. You know what? No, it was it was a. Uh, it was a transgender. It was, I called her her because that's what she'd like to be called. But it was a transgender female. Yeah, well, it's a different, you know, it's a different. But um, then again, I've seen I've seen a transgender female wrestler that's still like that use duct tape to secure certain things. And I was like, like it, it pained me. It was like that person is just tough. She's just the toughest person I've ever wrestled. Well, like yeah, she just hit you like ass, but but she's great. Like she's the nicest person in the world. But yeah, mm. they usually are. I mean, it's, it's a whole other thing, you know. Um, <laughs> that I go Mariah Moreno, huh? A wrestler. She's a wrestler named Mariah Moreno. She's just badass. I had a match with her. And Shane Douglas was there. And what they did was they gave you so many minutes. And at the end of the time, it always went to time. The the fans or a pinfall and the fans would decide who won, who was the better wrestler. And we went to time and they kept chanting five more minutes so bad that Shane's like, fuck it. Five more minutes if y'all are good. I was like, hell yes, I'm fucking great. She beat my ass that day. I was like, all right. But that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how, no, I'm so weird. no, you're not weird. No, no, no. I mean, I this whole, I it's just my whole thing on that was just the testosterone and then the bone mass and everything. It's a whole <laughs> other thing I get into half the time. Um, but I got into today, but yeah. So, um, if people actually want to find you online and you're not that difficult to find, uh, just, can you throw out your socials? And I know you'll be at XPW Halloween and help. This yes. Saturday coming up in Pomona, California. So if you could tell us the rest of your appearances and where people find you to actually look up this stuff, that'd be awesome. 
Okay. Uh, so I'm on Facebook as Mickey Knuckles. Super simple. Uh, I'm on Instagram as at Mickey Knuckles. And then on Twitter, I'm at Bloody Mickey. Uh, you can find me, like I said, this Saturday versus Ladark. At the end of the month, I'm going to be at CZW's Tournament of Death. So I'm I, I'm the only girl that's... I didn't even realize this until it came out, but I'm the only girl that's ever been in Tournament of Death. I was in it in 2008, and now I'm back in it again. So I'm like, ooh. I feel like that's a good sign. I feel yeah, like you're I'm, doing uh, good. I feel like it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Fun timing, anyways. Yeah, it's going to be fine because this uh, is your dream. You're living your life like what you want to do. And more people need to come out and do what they want to do, regardless of who's going to hate what you're saying. At the end of the day, we're all people. And what mm -hmm. matters is how you treat your friends and your family. That's all that matters. Not whatever, you know, your wildest dream is, unless you're hurting someone, minus yourself. But, um, you so know, I'm the best feeling I've ever had was I kept having people send me hate mail because what I wear. They would send me like this, these terrible messages. It's you're too crazy. big. You're too fat. It's disgusting. It's like a whale. And I was like, all right, you don't like my gear. I got you. I went to my sister and we made, we had a, a fishnet bodysuit and I had pasties over my nipples and a thong. And when I came out, I had a big old trench coat and got in the ring. And when the, when the chorus dropped on my music, I just opened my jacket and let it fall. And I was like, you're welcome. And people start posting. And I was like, oh, that was just for you. I'm, I'm happy I make you that uncomfortable. I'm ecstatic. But you still watched it. Yeah. Fucking people freak. do that. So, They're hypocrites. It's like cancel. Culture. I'll be somebody's car crash. I don't care. You're not as a long car as crash. Watching. People <laughs> like in this whole temperature of cancel culture, you have people wanting to cancel things. But yet you people, you still keep coming back. Because yeah. you have nothing better to do with your fucking time. And you're not amused by anything in your own life. So you keep coming back and watching it because it's entertainment to you. And, you know, I, I dare anyone to try to cancel Mickey or to cancel XPW because you can't cancel what wasn't canceled and come try to cancel me. No one's canceled me yet for a lot of shit I've said and done, and I will keep doing whatever the fuck I want to. And that is how you live life for the most part. Well, okay. I do that. And then I just remember at the end of the day, like I studied a lot of religions when I was younger with my mom dying and everything else. I studied almost every religion. And in every religion, I found the same rule in every single one, even Satanism, even Buddhism. If treat others how you want to be treated. So I try. I give people the benefit of the doubt. But if they treat me like an asshole, like I don't have to be nice to that person. But I don't even have to be around that. I will disassociate myself. I won't be around that person because it's not even worth it. Exactly. And then, then like, there's not going to lie. There's been guys that have tried tried to hurt me because it just happens in, in the name of the game because they didn't want me here and I still made it through them and I've been doing it for almost 20 years so I think at the very least I'm resilient and persistent and that may be annoying to some but I'm having a great time and I'm happy I get to do it so thank you all thank everybody yeah. thank you for having me on no thank it you for coming on it was crazy <laughs> yeah Sorry. Oh my God. It was like one thing would happen. The next thing would happen. And then. No, but you're here yeah. and you're present and people are, people love you. Like when you go into the ring, it's this magical thing. It's really, it's a very, um, I can't really explain it. It's like the certain magic and stage presence that you have in the ring. So you're born to entertain people and people love you no matter what you do, whether you go out and you, 
you do a death match, whether you go out and you wrestle, whether you go out there and cut a promo, whether you take someone's drink out of their hand, drinks like drink it and give it back to them. People love you no matter what. And you need to remember that every time you drive home and every time you step into the ring. So we love you, Mickey. I'm and you're, you're the very bomb. Blessed. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I try. <laughs> so no but I appreciate it. But yeah, no, uh, this weekend's gonna be fun. It is. I can't been, wait. I just I just got off a two-day weekend where back to back I had a match against Eric Dillinger, I ICW Milwaukee. And that match was like even though I lost, I was pretty happy with that match. Yeah. Well, you'll be golden. Yeah. yeah. And then I had a match against Charlie. And I was Charlie Curl in uh, South Bend. And that match was good as well. Like, I've, I just, I've been getting really blessed with how many good opponents I've been able to wrestle against lately. And I hope, I had a lot of people look up to, and I looked up to Tracy Smothers more than anybody else. And he lived his life trying to give back as much as he could to wrestling he gave back a lot to a lot of people that you know so a lot of them you know Dolph Ziggler you know a credit a credit to Tracy uh Tracy was amazing he yeah. made so many people who wrestle today that are entertained by everybody and he was transitional he lasted so many years he had he adopted to the mood swings of wrestling because wrestling was so fickle for a long time because it was like they wanted to be unrated but they didn't like the association with the unrated and then it was the whole cancel culture that in covid and and now that to see where it's been in the last three years and it's just getting bigger that's exciting so i'm, I'm hoping like i said i don't have very many years left i don't know how many years i got so i tell everybody you'll know it's my last match i'm not going to tell people you'll know it's my last match when i come out to bittersweet symphony oh jeez boy well we, we don't want to hope well, hopefully it's not anything i was i was talking to eric dillinger and i told him that because he's like so he's like you can't quit and i was like i'm not quitting not anytime soon i said when i when i'm done done when i'm done for real where i just can't do it no more i'll come out to bittersweet symphony and if you hear that no you're i'm that's the last time i, I can do this well thank because you i don't want i don't want a big to die about it no no but we'll, we'll we'll keep that in mind but thank you so much I super appreciate it. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot. Send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast. That's with a K on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content.